nothing makes noise. From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Miles. And this is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. So, Miles, uh, it's been a week Two or weeks. so Two since weeks. we've since we've hung out uh, and we're able to record. What uh, What have you been up to? Uh, overtime at work. And yeah? Just more over, Yeah, just over. I put, it, uh, put in, I think, a little over 100 hours since then. Jesus. Yeah. So, that's a thing. Yeah, damn, son. Um, needless to say, I, I honestly didn't do much beyond work and then sleep and the occasional computer game just to keep my mind from <laughs> melting out of my brains. Yep. Um, let's see, what have I done? Nothing homebrew-wise. Uh, I have a, an evil plot that we're going to... We're actually going to discuss it live on air because I think it'll be fun for the listeners to kind of hear that and... You'll, I think, I think you'll like it, but we're gonna get to that later. Okay, evil I'm, plot. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna completely blindside you with it. We'll hashtag this. <laughs> yep, hashtag evil plot. Um, uh, so I've been working on my evil plot, and then uh, I tried. Surly released a new beer. Um, the it's the extra Citra Session Ale. I don't know if I've heard of this one. Uh, it's pretty good, and uh, only like seven bucks a four pack. Which for oh, Surly is oh, super nice. low. Is it still their 16-ounce cans? Yep. Oh, jeez. Yeah, uh, it's really easy drinking, 4.5%. Like, all Citra hops. Like, I'm, it's, I'm used to their 9.99. Yeah, 9.99 a four-pack. Or if you're getting, uh, like, Todd the Axeman or something, oh, 18.99 <laughs> or 20.99. <laughs> they have a few, but normally they, they stick between, like, 10 and $14. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. So that was uh, that I tried that, and I was pleasantly surprised. Um, yeah, and then other than that, uh, haven't really had anything terribly exciting the past the past few weeks. That is not normally something you say. I know. Uh, just been busy and been curtailing the beer drinking a little bit, and just haven't gotten out and about to try some new stuff. Easter cuts down on, like, it just gets in the way of my brewery hopping, tell you what. It's not a good thing. Yep. I don't even think I did anything for Easter. No? No. No, I just kind of stayed in, and, and then and then I went to work. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, all right, so we promised you two weeks ago that we were going to taste another homebrew on the show. Uh, yes. Because we tasted Miles's, uh last episode, and now uh, we're going to taste one of mine. Um, we... We did a rare thing, and we planned a little bit ahead, so we have some tasting notes uh, on air here. Yeah. Um, so, do you want me to do recipe first, or do you want to do tasting notes first? Uh, let's do recipe first, and then I'll, I'll kind of dive into the thoughts that I have written. All down. right. Um, grain, do you want weights or percentages? Uh, percentages. Percentages? Okay. So, uh, this is for, uh, I did a 10-gallon batch. Um, so I have uh, 78% uh, Golden Promise. Okay. 9.8% uh, uh, Flaked Oat. Um, then 4.9% uh, or basically 5% uh, Acid Malt. 5% uh, Flaked Wheat. 
uh, and then uh, 2% um, Munich uh, 10L. I <laughs> love it. Yep. Uh, then I did 40 IBUs of Hopshot. Nice. Uh, and that was the only boil. That was the only boil hop. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, then at Flameout, I did uh, for 10 gallon batch. I did uh, four ounces of Citra and two ounces of Galaxy. Um, then I fermented with London London Ale Three, which is the big like northeast okay uh, uh, pale ale IPA uh, yeast right now. Um, then I did a two stage dry hop uh, at five days. I did uh, two ounces of Citra uh, and an ounce of Galaxy, and then I did um, at uh, then at three days I did uh, another uh, two and one Citra Galaxy. So what is that? Close to ten ounces of hops? Something like that. Yeah. Let's see. I can I can count them up here. Um, six. Yeah. Three, uh, Twelve ounces of hops. Twelve. Jesus. Yeah. No. There was a shit ton of hops in this beer. Uh, Eric and I have done a few beers like that in the past, and they got expensive. Yeah. Uh, I think this batch cost me a hundred bucks. Hundred and ten bucks. Yep. I th- I think. Uh, um. Outside of maybe some of our stout, you know, heavy, dark, dark, dark beers. Uh, our most expensive was an IPA that was around seventy bucks for a five gallon yeah. batch. Um I, I brought half of this batch to Ettrick, Wisconsin with me and we kicked the keg in hours. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> this is really good. So what we got here is this almost op- hazy, opaque, pale straw color for a beer. Mm-hmm. There's there's really no seeing through it at all. No, yeah, there's a lot of yeast in suspension, you, and plus the oat and wheat. Yeah, and it's it's neat, because you can kind of see into it, just not very far. Yeah. Uh, small amount of head, but it actually sticks around, you know, leaves nice legs on the glass, not going to lie. Uh, and then when you smell it, you just get punched in the face by this fruity, kind of aromatic, tropical cocktail. Yep. Uh, so it is very, very present. It's very, very obvious, and it smells fantastic. Thank you. And the the bitterness is kind of all over the tongue. It's very interesting and kind of uh, it, it it's encompassing, kind of like pineapple or grapefruit juice when you get that in your mouth. Yep. It just kind of it's all over the place, and and that's I like that. Uh, it's very appealing. Juicy is a is a word that belongs in here as well, I think. Uh, the fruity flavor kind of ends up going away a little bit faster than I would like. Yeah, it lingered a little bit uh, while it was fresher. Uh, okay. This, this beer is about a month old now, so. Ah, well, in that case, it's still doing good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, it finishes clean. Yeah, uh, it finishes dangerously clean is the problem. Uh, there is... You don't get hit by the alcohol at all. What what is the uh this one was uh five and a half. I can see that. It's a good number to want it to be. Yeah, yeah. And and now that you now that uh after hearing the recipe, I do taste a little bit of that golden promise coming through. It's it's present. Yeah, I think the next the next run I do it, I'm gonna do it with two row. Just okay. to bring the price down and see if I really notice any noticeable flavor flavor change. 
I think you will. I think uh, I think it helps the way the bitterness is just kind of all over the mouth. Yeah, but I don't I don't think any of that's coming from the Golden Promise. I think that's gonna that's more coming from using hop shot versus actual hops oh, and then um so like, what did you think about using the hop shots? I, I liked it. Um it was it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um like 'cause wh- you just get like a syringe in a package. Yeah, and with with my thing I just put it all in there. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, it comes with uh, like a chart that says what is you know what is your boil gravity and how long are you going to boil it? Uh, put in this much for this much IBU. Yeah, I had to put it all in there. Okay, <laughs> like, I looked at the chart, Miles. I'm not crazy. No, no, no. I'm I'm explaining to the listeners. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what this what this experience yeah, is like. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's uh, it's I believe it's CO2 extracted alpha acids, pretty much. Yeah. Um. So just purely adds bitterness, no flavor. Um. With uh. Haze for Days, our previous iteration of this, which was the uh, IPA version. Okay. Uh, we used, um, I want to say we used Centennial in the as our bittering hop. And you got this um, almost like dank, um, <laughs> <laughs> like really like dank character from the hops. Yeah. And I was like, I want it clean. I would just want clean tropical fruit. Mm-hmm. And I think I may have achieved it. Yeah. Uh that's one of the things, because we've used hop shots a couple of times before, and it was primarily when we're just going for these, uh, these beers that otherwise require absurd amounts of just physical matter, matter in reference yep. to uh, hops, because that can just start to to clog up a beer in the way it looks and in the way it tastes. Mm-hmm. And the the hop shot, we also had very positive experiences. Yeah, uh, I re- I really liked it. Um. I I don't know. I might increase it next time just a little bit. Uh, maybe maybe do like Two fifty syringes. or sixty IBUs. <laughs> IBUs. No, just just to like get get a little bit more of a bitter bite because there's yeah. like it's the the bitterness is a little soft, which is good for uh for this beer. Um, I mean you don't want anything that's gonna be too harsh. Um, just thing things I'd like to tweak. Um, I'm thinking about switching out the flaked wheat, uh, for red wheat. To okay. bring a little bit of a, a like a reddish tinge to the beer because the color's not quite where I want it. I, the color's interesting. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, for a pale ale, nothing wrong with it. No, no, yeah, and it's I, I don't I don't think Personal it's gonna change the flavor. I just I just want to change the color just a <laughs> touch. If you can, if I can, um, I initially wrote this recipe for Citra and Amarillo. I swapped out the Amarillo for Galaxy because I'm absolutely in love with Galaxy right now. It's stupid, melony deliciousness. <laughs> yes. And what did you name this beer? Uh, Andromeda, which is amazingly appropriate. Yeah, no, it's just shit ton of Galaxy <laughs> in it. Uh, looking at like you, yeah, no, you, uh, it. It, it it felt right. Like I was sitting like I had finished I had finished the beer. It was carved, it was ready to go. It was the night before um I was supposed to be going to Etric or the two nights before, and so I was sitting down with a couple glasses of it and I'm like, I need to name this tonight so we can untap it. Because yes. that's important. Yes. So I was sitting down and after about glass three, it hit me. <laughs> <laughs> hit you like a galaxy to the face. Yep. Yeah. No, it, it it's very good. This is a very pleasant beer to drink. And if I didn't have to go to work later, I would clearly go for plenty more. Yes. Um, is there anything you'd change? 
not not initially. Okay. Um, one of the bigger things that I would want to change is be like have it when it was younger and have yeah, more yeah. of that fruit longevity. Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe a little bit more head retention. I mean, it, it's there. It's not like it's completely lacking, but you just get this thin layer on the top. Yeah, yeah. You don't get you don't get a lot. Um, I lowered the carbonation just a little bit to because I was doing some fills and stuff, and it okay. kept like just out of oh, stuff. Sure. So, sure. Right on. Um, no, it's a it's a pretty well rounded beer as it is. There is nothing that kind of sticks out sticks as out. It, as it as not fitting with the rest of the beer. So it's like right now it could be considered a relatively complete beer. Yeah, no, I like if if I just kept bringing this recipe I'd probably be happy with it. Yeah. But I just want to do some tweaks. Uh see like big one, bring the cost down. Uh, <laughs> Can't imagine why. Well, Golden Promise is goddamn expensive. Yes it is. Uh so if I can if I can swap that out for two row um and not have a huge noticeable difference in the beer. I'm totally okay with that. How much would that save you? Um, let's see. I used 23 pounds of two row, and it's like 23 pounds of golden promise or go- golden promise. Uh, so it's like how much is two something promise? a pound? Oh, so you'd save like 15 or 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah. It dro- I dropped 20 20 bucks off of it, and then if I buy my hops in bulk, uh, that'll save me some too. Sure, but yeah. Um. Think yeah, that's 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 this beer. Yeah. So should um, we dive into our discussion topic? Yeah, we might as well. So we talked about it, and um, Casey. Before, well, while you're doing that, you want to pass one. I don't care which one, just one of those over. We can. Sure. Here. Uh, we talked about it, and we decided we wanted to go over the Berliner Weiss style guidelines and things involved. So Casey. Yes. A Berliner Weiss is a traditional German beer. There's more in here if you want more. Okay. Da, 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 da. I'm trying to stay sober because I have to go to work right after this. <laughs> yeah, I, I still have at least like six hours. Uh, let's see. What are, what are the uh, typical ingredients involved in a Berliner Weiss? Because the, the ingredients list is typically pretty... It's pretty easy. Pretty easy, pretty um, standard. Wheat. And pills? Yeah, that, that's that's about it right there. That that'll get you. That'll get you there. <laughs> now, following that, because there are other things involved. What what is uh, what is standard or typical? Uh, lactobacillus. Lactobacillus. Or bretomyces, um, or a combination of both. Yep. But lact uh, a big like lactic acid hit is very important in a blinner. Um not necessarily much, if any hop. Like actually, I think it says uh, in three different sections in the style guidelines that they don't want to see any hop character. Whatsoever. Yeah, you don't want any hop character. I'm I'm saying like uh, if you want to add just a hint of bitterness, but I, I but you're gonna get a lot of that from the from the Brett and the lacto, so but, it's not necessarily important. Yeah, in this case, it's not the bitterness that balances it; it is the sour. So that's oh shit! For how sour this one was. <laughs> oh fuck, nuggets. Thanks. Oh sorry. <laughs> well, thanks for the warning. <clears throat> so, how does a beer like this uh, compare to a lambic? Um, so lambics are 
nowhere near as acidic like as you're like when you're when you're looking at like just pure lactic acid your lambics are going to be more um like farmhouse funk like instead of like pucker your pucker your face sour um and then i i think and then uh they're they're going to be a lot more funky like the, you're not going to get a lot of funk in a uh in a Berliner Weiss your biggest your biggest flavor is going to be that that tart that tartness yep absolutely um and it's it's a very clean lactic sour yes. is, is another one of the defining characteristics um but as far as the funk is concerned uh it is restrained it, it it's it's supposed to be there but it's supposed to be just like very silent and sit in the background just nicely in its own little corner have you tried this yet yeah it's very good i'm actually all right yeah so we have uh we have we have two blender vices that we're gonna kind of taste while we're talking today the first one here is uh Counter- from distille counterclockwise vice no, no it's counterclockwise it, there you go there we go uh it's, it's part of their wild sour series and the their sours are phenomenal and they're easy to come across which is great and there always seems to be a supply here. Thank you, Carlos. Yeah, Carl, <laughs> my my roommate loves loves sours, and so like the he buys these uh, by the case, well, almost by the case. Like it's insane how many sours we have. But this one um, comes in the yellow can. It's by far the most sour Berliner Weiss I think I've ever had. At least like just the pure pucker factor. It's almost non characteristically sour. Yeah, but it's uh, it's. A very crisp. It makes my mouth water after I drink it. Clean lacto. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, it does. It's very pleasant. I like this. This is... I'm going to keep drinking it. Go for it. <laughs> oh, man. Do you want me to top you off? No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to dive into the other one in a second here. Uh, so I think we already kind of touched on it. What uh, For the big obvious answer to the big obvious question, what is the defining characteristic of a Berliner Weiss? Sour. Sour. So sour. Um, Sometimes served with flavored syrups. Yes. uh, Yeah, which is, uh, I've I've done that. Uh, Poor decisions before they became Bent Bristiller used to have flavored syrups whenever they had a Berliner Weiss on. Mm Mm-hmm. And they would would put a couple of shots of the flavored syrup in the bottom of your glass and pour the Berliner on top. It was awesome. It was like adult soda. Yeah, and actually for uh, certain flavors, the Germans have specific names for them. Did you know this? I did not, no. Uh, for example, the uh, raspberry is a Himbeer, and Woodruff is a Waldmeister. All right. Yeah. Kind of Waldmeister. Thing, things I ran into studying up on this. And uh, just in general, they they classify a Berliner Weiss as a Schankbeer. A what? A Schankbeer. A shank beer. What does shank beer mean? This is shank sour? beer roughly translates uh, uh, fresh from the barrel. Oh, okay. Which, uh, which we'll get into in a moment. Just yeah. A um, so we've talked about what it is, why, um, you know, that stuff. How do you brew one? Uh, there are. There's about nine. What do we have here? We. All the way down to G. What is G? That's eight. Uh, there's eight different kind of approaches you can take to this, and all of them um, have varying levels of, of success mm-hmm. uh, and also varying levels of skill level required. So I've done I've done two 
one with one was successful, one was not. <laughs> um, the the uh, the first one I did was I used a lacto pitch. Okay. Um, and actually, it was half unsuccessful. Uh, I don't know about the other half because there's a there's an entire carboy of Berliner sitting behind you from last summer. Um, Exciting. And I haven't tasted it because <laughs> well, I'm, I'm afraid. Got to keep the pellicle intact. Uh, and then uh, my half of that beer, because uh, that's actually Eric's half. Uh, oh, my right. half, my half uh, blew the lid off the bucket and got in, like got bad oh, infection. That's right. Yeah, not good. Not good. I think we've even talked about that since yeah. then. Yep. Uh, and then the other one, uh, the other way to do it, and I've done this, is just to add lactic acid into the beer at the end. Okay. Uh, like yep. when when you're when you're getting ready to um, to bottle or keg, sour to taste. Yep, pretty much. Uh, so the the list I have here, uh, the first one is the easiest. Lactic acid in your water, just okay. for strict pH control. All right. Just get the water pH down, and you'll end up with a beer that tastes a little sour. So really straightforward, really easy, um, zero risk taken, sort of thing. Uh, the next one is the use of acidulated malt, which is uh, essentially the same, but instead of putting acid in your water, you're putting acid grain in your ma- in your mash, which will also just do a direct pH control. Uh, following that is adding cultured lactic acid bacteria. And then, uh, I don't know why, but this is separate, Brettanomyces, or the use of Brett. And then they also have just uh, using the mixed lambic cult- cultured lambic yeasts, which is uh, the combination of uh, Brett, PDO, and Lacto. Okay. And I think Eric and I tried that. Yep. Yeah, that's that's what's in that one over there is the, the Brett okay. culture. Brett culture, or not the Brett culture, the the Lambic culture, or the the Blinnerweiss culture. Okay. So it has Brett and Lacto and all that in there. All that wonderful stuff. Yep. Uh, oaking in unsanitized oak barrels during secondary. See, I don't know if I really care for like oaked Blinners, but I uh, it's it's just one of the ways because there will be lactic or lacto in the in the wood. Mm-hmm. You just put it in untreated wood, and that'll take over, and you end up with uh, Berliner Weiss on the way out. All right. Yeah, it's really straightforward method. Um, I didn't I didn't dive too far into that particular method to see uh, what the risks might be as far as using untreated wood. Yeah. Because it, it seems risky initially. Uh, and then the last one is sour mashing. Sour mashing. Sour mashing. Have you ever sour mashed? No. Do you know what it is? Yes. You basically leave your uh, leave your leave your spent well yeah your spent grain out, and then uh, overnight, then you come back the next day and do another runnings out of it, and you sour your wort. Pretty much, pretty much. I found an article from my favorite magazine. I've talked about this. I'll give you one guess what it that or which magazine that is. I don't know, Miles. Is it BYO? Yes, it is. Um, no, it's very in depth because I've never actually uh, looked up what sour mashing really is in reference to beer. And they have a two day long technique. Okay. Or you know their their instruction or suggestion, and uh, what it looks like is 
you take a portion of your pale malt from the you know from your recipe and you just mash that normally okay um and then you're going to bring it to about 120 degrees you'll put a layer of like saran wrap or plastic wrap over the top of the mash bed and then you will let it sit for two days um lacto in its wonderful nature uh will take over at about that 120 degrees assuming you don't go over mm-hmm. it, you know if you can manage that yep. and then that'll that'll sour your wort and then for extract brewers they'll just take any runnings from that and add it directly to the boil or for all grain you can either put it r- directly into the mash or reintroduce it at the boil as well all right and uh there are several the important things to note are that uh, for the for the souring part, you want to introduce the least amount of oxygen into the system as you possibly can. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's like uh, you are going to carefully stir your gra- uh, hot water and grains together. Uh, I think I think it says one and a quarter quarts per pound. Okay. Uh, so whatever that happens to so be. They're pretty thick mash. Yeah. Um. You're going to stir it slightly. You're not going to do much like recirculation mm-hmm. sort of thing if you can help it. Um, and then that's what the saran wrap part is for as well so that you can separate it from the atmosphere above it. Okay. Uh, being careful to get out any bubbles in the meantime as well because the introduction of any oxygen and dropping too far below the 120 mark will invite all of the other all the bugs all the bugs to start doing their thing we don't want all the bugs we only want some bugs yes getting all the bugs will give you something casey had last year (laughs) no no very very bad um yeah so that's blue intervice man there's not a whole lot to it uh it's really good um i like that it's low low abv like a lot of them are right around that three to four percent range, yep. which is where I love my beers. I think it's uh, BJCP is that uh, two eight to three eight. I think that I yes, think. yep. Okay, yeah. Um, so very low ABV. It's supposed to be very refreshing, and yeah, it's I I love a blender vice on like a hot day. Instead of a lemonade, I'll reach for a blender because then I get a buzz going too. So, <laughs> yeah. And then um, I guess the last note here is uh, depending on how intense you want that sour, you'll choose different percentages of your original recipe to to sour mash. Okay. And so they say anywhere between 5 to 20%. And then anything beyond 20% is, is kind of getting into the do not tread here unless you really know what you're doing zone. All right. Yeah. So, uh, pretty straightforward. I had never actually looked at sour sour mashing before. I, yeah. Did you want any of this new Glarus blender? Yeah, I still gotta claw my way through this, oh, okay. uh, the 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 counterclockwise. All right. Well, uh, then I will save that for you there. Um. So the the new Glarus uh, blender is a lot more subdued. Um. It's, uh, like you get it. There's there's a lot more malt there. I don't think they just use straight wheat and uh, pills. Knowing knowing them, they probably did something a little different. 
but there's definitely uh, a slight uh, tartness there that is quite refreshing. Riesling grapes. Ah, that might be what it is that I'm tasting. Yeah, I, I, I remembered reading that before. I was just double-checking real quick, but yeah. Riesling grapes, which yeah. actually kind of makes a lot of sense, uh, I, too. I really like this Berliner. Uh, anytime it's around, uh, I try to grab a couple. Uh, this one is a year old because it's been sitting in the back of the fridge for a while. Um, but, yeah, that's, it's good. Like, Berliners don't really age terribly well uh, because there's not a whole lot going on in the beer itself. Yeah. Uh, I get a little bit of a funk characteristic coming through. Yeah, there's a bit of Brett in there. Yeah. I can dig it. Yeah, no, I, I really like this one. I, I'd drink this one over that one any day. Uh, the the uh, New Glarus over the Distille, just because it's not quite as ungodly tart. See, and it doesn't come off to me as ungodly tart. By comparison, it does. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's clearly, like... A next level that yeah. My to. problem is I don't do sour well. Like, oh, I don't. Funny. I don't do like just that sour punch well. Too many warheads as a kid. Ah, uh, see, I don't know. I think I over my uh, craft beer career, I eased myself into all everything at the right you know speed, yep. so I can very easily appreciate things without at the same time feeling overwhelmed. Yeah, and I I'll usually take funk over tart. Uh, most days, but a little bit of tartness to balance out that funk is great. And that is what the NG is at the moment, mm-hmm. after a year. Yes. All right. So, my evil plot. Yeah. Before we before we get to uh, toward or before we wrap up here, um, <clears throat> I have a plan for a new series on Homebrew Bound. Okay. Um, it's a clone competition. I want us to each. Uh, we're we're going to take a commercial example. Okay. And then we're each going to design a recipe. And brew it, okay, and then bring it to the show, and go head to head. Head to we head. We will get we will get uh, some third party judges in here. All right. Um, I, th- those are yet to be determined. Eric, uh, Eric will probably be one. Uh, maybe maybe get Chad in here too. Yeah. Um, and we'll get we'll get some people in here uh, to uh, you know kind of keep us on the up and up and we'll see how we can do developing recipes and stuff like that and then we'll share our recipes and what we'd change and and then yeah yeah and i think it'll be fun um so i'm hoping to do the first uh, to to talk about the first one um probably end of may early june okay so uh we'll talk a little bit off air about timing and whatnot but works for me i should be able to i my whole system is put together um, tiny things I might want to tweak from a couple of things I read, but otherwise it's a fully functional system. Yeah, and then we'll come up with a fun name and maybe a little sound clip. And then we'll keep a board somewhere with how many more points than you I have. Well, Miles, I'm going to win. <laughs> you think highly of yourself. Eh, well, I have to. Nobody else does. <laughs> All right, uh, I think that's going to wrap us up here. Let me see if I can find the outro music again. Yeah, let's just try not to mute absolutely everything again in the meantime. You know what? That's crazy talk. <laughs> well, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to support us, head over to patreon.com slash blindnewsstudios. Uh, or if you're going to do any Amazon shopping, uh, head on over to blindnewsstudios.com and click on the Amazon link at the bottom of the page. And uh, then any Amazon shopping you do, uh, we'll get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. 
Uh, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewstudios, or you can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.